Good afternoon. It's Thursday, February the 16th. My name is Cleo O'Flynn. You're welcome to English Time. We're on air in English here on Radio Sur every Thursday from 1 to 1.30 and you can listen back to the programme on your online platforms or on the links posted on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page. Today, Matthew the Viking is back and we hear from Karen with advice on the dreaded Model 720. But first, a quick roundup of the news. Santa Cruz has a carnival queen. Adriana Peña was elected last night in a fur and feathered fill evening. Her ladies-in-waiting are Hersley Jimenez and from Las Torres en Adeje, Laura Fernandez. At the weekend, a new book was published on Adeje's artistic, historic and religious heritage, an initiative of the Mayor José Miguel Rodríguez Fraga and the Department of Heritage, led by Councillor Juan Desiderio Afonso Ruiz, with the aim of underlining the rich heritage of Adeje in a way that will allow future generations know, appreciate and care for it, said the Mayor. The Department of Youth under Councillor Carmen Lucia Rodríguez del Toro has a host of activities for the borough's younger residents from now until March, all part of the department's winter programme and the Adeje Espaso Joven banner. The activities are in the area of cultural and the arts, sports and contact with nature. And you can take part in the activities by calling 922-781-808 or calling to the Youth Centre, which is on Avenida de los Vientos. During the week, the Spanish National Radio, or NE, broadcast their daily programme, Canarias Mediodía, with Sergio de la Rosa from the studios of Radio Soredeje in the Edeje Cultural Centre to both acknowledge the 25 years the station has been in existence and mark World Radio Day, which was on February the 13th. During the coming months, Radio Soredeje will be on the road with a series of outside broadcasts all over the borough, bringing the radio to the residents. The programmes will also be promoting small and medium local businesses in every part of Edeje with Viva la Vida and A Ver Que Onda. And finally, when Raquel Welch showed Tenerife to the world, that was the headline in the Tenerife newspaper Diario de Avisos on the death of the actress yesterday at the age of 82. The film, One Million Years BC, that probably established her fame, was shot here and in Gran Canaria and Lanzarote. Welch only had a few lines in the film, but promotional stills of her wearing a two-piece deerskin, deerskin bikini turned to into a leading pin-up girl of the age, bringing, she joked, the first bikini to the world's attention. joined again by I think one of the favorite guests I had last year because he was a surprising gentle giant and that's Matthew the Viking who um, <laughs> I found through Mark a newspaper uh, this British 
Viking from Granadilla who had just become the strongest man in Spain and you came in to see me last October Matthew and now you're we're recording an interview because you're off to Madrid and it's a secret but you're going to tell me what the secret is because by the time this program goes out the secret will be public so I don't know what you're going to tell me tell me what you're doing in Madrid I'll give you a little bit of the backstory of my news as what's been going on okay well tell me the backstory yeah the last time I came in to see you I just won a competition in the league of the the Spanish National Strength League. Dad. So I, I had won one of the four competitions. Mm-hmm. So yes, technically at that time I was the strongest man, but um, I wasn't officially the the strongest man in the, uh, in, the in the islands. Sorry, in the in the mainland. So now all four competitions are finished. I have now became the what they call the sub champion of the, the whole of Spain. That's the official title that I now hold. That's pretty damn um, brilliant. It's pretty damn good. As you know, it's, it was my first year competing. Yeah. Um, I went, I was a total novice, never done anything like this before. Um, but with that, because of my age being 40, I'm also what they call the master's champion. So I'm the champion of the whole of Spain in the master's area so any anyone over 40 i'm number one it sounds like something from a marvel movie <laughs> it really does yeah i mean the i am the master champion of spain crazy yeah so <laughs> and then obviously on top of that i'm the canarian number one okay so if so, if a nuclear you know if there's a disaster hits spain and we're invaded by aliens you will put on a cape and save us Matthew, congratulations. That is amazing for your first year. That is just quite spectacular. Are you Thank very, you, pr- yeah. I hope you're very proud of yourself. I am. I am. I mean, it, it, it's, I still have a little bit of that, what they call imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm a little bit like, is this really happening to me? Yeah. Um, it was only recently I found an old photo of myself when I first arrived to the island. And as I say, I was, I was a 200 kilo. You know, uh, just an obese man, you know, I was was very unhealthy um, and I'd almost forgotten that that person even existed. I was just about to remind people when you Mm -hmm. talked to me in October, you told us that you took up this kind of weight training and bodybuilding to lose weight. Yeah, just just to sort of get some get some weight off and sort of be healthy Mm -hmm. and. I just done something that I knew I was going to enjoy, which was no a little bit of weight training. And as as I started going along and following a plan, obviously the weight came off, but I got really strong. And I was like, oh, maybe I could, you know, in in my later years of life, have a go at something that I always wanted to do as a child. Yeah, and you uh, did. And I did. I really never had, give up yeah. your dreams, eh? Well, that's exactly right. So. Um, Madrid, come on! I want to know what's yes. happening in so, Madrid. Obviously, this, this show is pre-recorded. Yeah. So I'm flying to Madrid today um, to appear tomorrow night on a new TV program on La Uno Channel, which is the Channel One. It's the mm-hmm. main channel of the whole of the Spain. It is. It's a program called Todo Contras Uno. It's the new. It's the new thing that they have um, where they have. It's basically like a game show where they get contestants on. They do these wild events, and then the, the public have to guess on the outcome of it and things like that. And I think there's money to be won and things cool. like that. So, yeah, I, I actually filmed for them back in December. Mm-hmm. But that was just me 
jumping into a swimming pool, which obviously is going to be shown tonight, because I'm not meant to be talking about it. I'm a little bit like, oh. Don't worry. Um, yeah, I promise. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, you'll see me tonight, uh, sorry, tomorrow night, which is obviously now we're talking about last week, because we're talking into the future. We're getting into time-space yeah. continuums here, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I should put me tape on tonight. <laughs> I think you need to go back in time. Yeah. Anyway, so by that, the time this goes out, the first show will have now. gone out on television. Well, they've had two shows, but I'm on their third show okay. of the series. So you'll see me jumping into a pool in Grand Canaria and then live on the show tomorrow night, I'm flipping three cars over. Wow. Yeah. So I'm actually getting to use, you know, my skills and strength on the show. And people so have I'm, to bet as to whether you can do it or not. Yeah, because they, I mean, they're quite, I'm a little bit like nervous of myself, to be honest, because I've only done it once. As you know, I'm still only one year into this. Still a novice in many ways, even yeah. though you're the master champion yeah. of Spain. Yeah, so I flipped one car in my whole time, and when I'd done that, I actually tore a bicep. Oh, be so, careful. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you have to be careful when you're out, when you get to my age, you know, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm excited to, to give it a go. It's um, it's a new challenge for me, and luckily my season's finished, so there's nothing more to worry about okay. until May. And listen, I know you speak some Spanish. You live in Granadilla. You kind of live up on the mountains, if I remember correctly. You're not, mm-hmm. even though you work in some bar areas and you have some links there to the to the bar business. How's your Spanish? You know, will you be chatting on the program, or what's going to be happening there? I'm hoping not, because I. Uh, I, you know, my Spanish is okay. Mm. I just, what doesn't work with me in Spanish is listening. I think that's just because I'm a man in general. (laughs) I don't listen very well. But I can speak and get across the points that I need to make, but I struggle to to hear the conversation back. Okay. So, um, as you know, you spoke to my my assistant, Rebecca. Rebecca, I have, yeah, lovely lady. She's she's lovely. She's helping me with all of my... um, Spanish sort of side of it. She's handling all the PR and everything like that, making sure I've got flights back and forth and hotels booked and bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, with her on my side, and then obviously, as you know, my wife who does, like, everything for me. Yeah. She cooks, you know, she makes sure all my my kits ready and packed and... Chooses your tattoos. Yeah, exactly right. (laughs) And she picks me up when I'm on the floor crying. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Behind, so, in, behind, in front, and beside every strong man, there's an even stronger exactly woman, probably. Right. That's exactly right. Everyone, everyone needs a good woman behind them. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> um, speaking of crying and, and being on the floor, when I met you, I was struck by your gentle giantness. I mean, I'm not trying to, to, to kind of patronize or anything, yeah. but I know that you are also very keenly involved in men's health. And you're kind of an ambassador for a new charity that's organization right, right. called Tenerife Men's Club. Tell us a little that's bit about right. that. It's, so that's only just launched. That's launched, I think, three, they've had three meetings so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just see it on Facebook. Now, right. Because obviously of, of my history of, you know, being overweight, I was, I was depressed, you know, had anxiety and things yeah. like this. Um, my family, like my father, was diagnosed clinically with depression. It's, okay. it's running my family quite deep. Um, I, one of the main reasons I took up my training was to sort of help my, my mental health. Okay. You know, um, and when I see this, I literally messaged them straight away and I went, look, I want to get involved in any way that I can. Um, if you can tell my story to people and they would maybe look at me and go, 
bloody hell, he's the he's like a champion of Canary Islands. You know, he's doing this. How the hell can he be in the same place as us? Mm-hmm. And that's my point. Everybody is suffering. Everybody somewhat. hurts. Everyone has their own story, yeah. but maybe they can take away something of what I've done to pull myself out. Okay, and can um, I can I just say, Matthew, in case anybody's thinking, oh, this sounds a bit like <clears throat> these men who say men need to be more masculine, men need to be stronger, and it's kind of anti-women. This is completely not that. This is about not, no. men finding their own path and kind of finding their sensitive side. Exactly. They, men need to be aware that other men are struggling because I think a lot of men think it's just them. They think there's no there's nowhere to turn. Mm-hmm. They think they can't talk to people, and you need to talk. It, it's not even about getting help from the other person. Sometimes it's just about speaking your words out and understanding, as you're saying it, that maybe it's not as bad as you think. That's so you often know? true, isn't it? Yeah. If um, you just I mean, verbalise it. In, I've been in some terrible states. I mean, luckily, I've got my, my wife, and she, she's so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, she picks me up on a day-to-day, you know, um, and obviously, I've got my kids, you know, driving me forward. But now I feel like I'm in the public eye in the sense of I've, I've sort of bettered where I used to be. Okay. And now it's like I want to pull everyone else along with me. Do you know Brilliant. what I mean? I do. Well, I think that's a, it's it's fantastic that you are using your profile in that way. Um, yes. And I believe Rebecca mentioned, are you going to be meeting with the mayor of Granady as well? And, you you know, <laughs> she's got lots planned for me, Rebecca. She's. She's a uh, she's a little uh, a battle horse. She's literally pushing me. <laughs> go here, go there. And but I'm she's like, right because oh, I, I think you have so much to give. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely I'm definitely on a journey. Okay, good. I don't know where I'm going, but I know it's going to be fun. I know? think so too. And I, yeah. I, from what you're saying, I think you're quite happy to to drive the bus that has a lot of people on board. I can drag the bus if I need to. You, know <laughs> oh, you certainly can. <laughs> Give me a rope and a harness and we'll drag the bus. <laughs> Give me a rope and a harness and I'll take you wherever you need to go. Listen, Matthew, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I, I, I think I'm really interested in kind of uh, getting people, other people who maybe don't speak English to talk to you as well or to listen to you and to hear your message. So, you know, use Radio Sewer, use this program too if you ever need to get the new message out there, if you want to talk again to us about the message that you're promoting. So I think it's really important. And I'm also uh, delighted to have met you and wish you all the best with this Todos Contras Uno. Thank you so much. I'm hoping this is just the first step into becoming the mayor of uh, Tenerife. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with Rebecca by by one side and your wife on the other, I sounds exactly. like there's nothing you can't do. Yeah, there's no, there's no rest for me nowadays. Retirement's <laughs> well out, well out, pushed further along now. Yeah, but you're in your happy place, I think. Definitely, definitely. All right, Matthew, a pleasure to talk to you again. And, and you, you know, one, when you come back, you know, you'll be bringing all of your medals and your belts and your cups and definitely. we'll do a big photo shoot, yeah? Brilliant. All right, then. Talk to you, Matthew. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Sexual violence is not fiction. If you need information or help, dial 016. Governmental delegation against gender-based violence. Ministry of Equality. Government of Spain. Let us put a stop to fear and the source of the fear. So I'm with Karen Coffran, our resident financial expert. You have now earned that title, Karen. (laughs) 
Um, and <laughs> what we're going to do is concentrate on something that we mention in every other interview we do. Um, and we kind of generally, we don't gloss over it, we give it passing mention, but today this is all about Model 720 because it is so important. Am I right? It definitely is, and it tends to be something that people will ignore because it is an information model. Um, as such, they they may not even be aware of that because it's not a tax payment. All right, so... Let's start from um, the beginning. What is it? Okay, basically, it's a, an information model that if you are tax resident in Spain, um, which goes hand in hand, nudge, nudge folks with the residency and the visa. If you're, if you're living here and you've declared or you've got a visa to be here, either non-liquidative or otherwise, um, post-Brexit, you need to be sure what you're doing with your taxation. All right. So it's a declaration of assets of what you have outside of Spain. It's not what you have in Spain and it's not a tax payment. Okay. It's to have a cro- everyone cross-reference. It's all about control with a capital C. And it's not new. It's been in place for quite a while. Um, and so it, it's, it's simply the model is you fill in your assets and, and that's it. You inform them, uh, of what you have in the previous year. In this case, we're now doing 2022's year. Um, so what, what assets? The question would be to the listeners, what assets outside of Spain did you have? On the 31st of December, 2022. Okay. And that basic is, is broad. Assets, this is, you know, so who does it? Someone who is resident, uh, tax resident or resident in Spain. When do you do it? For the previous year, you have until the 31st of March of the following year. So, you know, today's the 15th of February. We've still okay. got a month and a half. Got to do it. Yeah. Okay, and what is it for? What what assets does it actually cover? Well, I've literally brought up because I like to always update my own knowledge and see what's happening out and about. And basically, um, the Spanish themselves, the Spanish taxman says, and I've translated this obviously into English, that the law distinguishes between three groups of goods or assets requiring information to be given. Uh, accounts abroad, so that would mean obviously if you have bank accounts of any type, then they they group what they call securities, rights, participation, insurance, annuities, and deposits. Now, people forget, for example, that crypto coin um, and uh, assets. You know, if you are a company director and you have a percentage in a limited company in the UK or anywhere else in the world, those are assets that you will need to declare. And then lastly, the rights in real estate that you might have, okay, if you have property. So even connected, even what if it's shared property, Karen? Even if it's shared property, this is another fallacy. This is another mistake that people behave poo-poo this and they need to go to an expert, go to a tax accountant who, who does the 720 model on a regular basis. You can trust with this because... Although the famous 10,000 euro fine has been abolished by the European courts twice, they had to do, the European uh, courts had to do this twice. They had to wrap the Spanish authorities over the knuckles twice for this. 
the minimum fine is a thousand five hundred euro. Okay. So for not presenting something which is mere, mere information, which is still absurd in my opinion. So what do you need to declare? If you have the key figure here is fifty thousand euros of value or the equivalent in, in other currencies. If you have a property that's worth a hundred thousand euro, but you only have it's a shared property with uh, you've inherited something from a parent, mm-hmm. and you only have a tenth of that property. Tenth of a hundred thousand is ten thousand. So, what do people think? They automatically think that they would not have to do the, the seven twenty model because their bit is only that. Because their their participation or share in that that is only a value of ten k. No, it's the actual unit value of even a shared asset. So this is and another thing that they're starting to interpret, which I think is way on. Again, it's all about control with the city is, um, although the other assets that you might have, say you have a property that falls into the, the character, the character or the category we just described. Yeah. Up until now, the interpretation is if you have bank accounts and you only have two, two thousand pounds in a bank account, but you do have the property that has this value. You didn't have to worry too much about declaring all your other assets of any type. Now they're asking us to declare everything. If one of the groups is covered, you have to declare all of the assets and all of the other groups. Oh, so if you have an insurance, do you see where I'm, they're, they're, so they're getting to the, it's getting very sticky. It's getting very tacky and they're getting so even very, if one of your assets is below the amount, because you're declaring one, you need to declare all very simply. That's, that's the interpretation I'm putting, and I would prefer to do that and be exhaustive and perhaps exhausting because there's a couple <laughs> of archives that they're listening. They're probably going to say, oh, it's her again. She's on about that 720 model, and I think I had a couple of ladies that actually have nightmares about me for at least two months after the 720 is presented. It can be exhausting in that respect, but it's the other good thing about this is if you have that property, you do it once, and until you sell that property, you don't have to keep on repeating it. It's done. It's filed. It's done and dusted. And we actually do that as part of our we service. If people come back to me, um, most of them hear the good things like you don't have to do it again. And they ignore me for uh, years. <laughs> what we do do is just check in with our clients. If we've done it for property, just say, just check it in. Have you sold the property? Had, had you got any of your other asset groups that have gone over the total value of the 50k? So it's good always just check in and make sure, of course. And the last thing I wanted to cover, um, was the question of what if. Okay. So we've looked at what is the model, who has to do it, when it has to be done, what it is for, i.e. Mm-hmm. the assets, uh, definition of the assets. And lastly, what if what if you don't do it? Well, they can, like, this is a curious thing because most people, this again sticks in people's head. The Spanish authorities maximum are only supposed to be able to go back five years. This is the curious point of the 720 model. It never has an expiry date. So if the obligation, you had property 10 years ago and you didn't declare it, technically, and I don't think they have, thank the Lord, the manpower to do this, but it's, I like to read and I like to, and this is one of the nuances that I picked up on in the last year. They can actually go back 
ad infinitum. In other words, they can go back 10 years, 15 years, and well, I say 10, 15 years, they can go back to 2012 with, when they started this whole thing about the 720. Okay. So what am I saying to folks is the 720 is merely an information. It's not a tax payment, but it is something that these guys take seriously. It, they really have a feather in their bonnet over this one or a bee in their bonnet rather. They really are focused on the 720. So what would my, 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 be my advice? Don't risk, although the 10,000 euro fines, which were horrendous and frightened, you know, it frightened me. My, my hands shook every time I, I had to fill in the 724 <laughs> because there's a serious responsibility. If I make a mistake on any of the information, if I put the wrong digit or maybe put the the property address wrongly, they could technically, for the wrong info, find my client ten grand, yeah. which is ridiculous. Is it? And it is it's it's totally abusive and totally excessive. That's why they've been taken to the European courts twice. Okay, on this model. Today, what I would say is, take it seriously. Do it if you need to. Just check. Go to a tax accountant here in Spain and check that you actually do or do not have to do the model, make sure, and then just present, get the information into your tax accountant and do it. It's well worth it. And and if I sell the asset I have, if I sell the property I have in Ireland and England, um, and the money goes into my bank account in Spain, I no longer have an asset abroad, do I then cancel my 720 or what do I do? Yes. Yeah, you have to do what I would call the reverse of the 720. In other words, you have to name the asset, but it's not technically at zero. Okay, grand. But you do inform the tax authorities that that asset is no longer in your possession. You do, because what people do is they, they, they then do a rent or a personal tax in the May, June, and they even might do a patrimonial, like a wealth declaration in Spain that they now have that money in a bank or whatever. And, then it, they they can tie that up, and if you haven't done the seven twenty, then they can fine you for not having done it. Okay, so even if you're planning to sell a property, declare it now, and then next year you can actually change the status of your own tax exact declaration. Exactly. Okay, I mean it's it's straightforward enough, and the main thing to remind people is this does not incur more tax for you. It is an information document, but if you don't do it, that's when you could end up getting fined. Yeah, because I think. In today's world, I always say um, there's a focus everywhere in the world to penalize, okay? they People may not be making as much money uh, and paying as much tax every year, so they have to have a way of bringing in their funds. They need to finance or capitalize what, you know, they're doing on a day-to-day every, in every country so that they, the mentality of finding, of penalizing because you put the, you, you know, you, you stand in the wrong area or you don't do something, I think that the fines, we're seeing the fines are on the up. They're on the rise and they actually are putting inspectors out to revise these things. So I would say it's not that difficult to be compliant. So be compliant and you can sleep easy at night. Karen, as usual, I'd like to finish with uh, asking you how people can get in touch with you if they want more advice on a oh, professional level. Okay. Uh, they can phone us 922-753432 here at the office. They can connect by email. That's my email. My personal direct email to me is kch at taraconvado.com. Okay. And also I'm, I'm plastered all over Facebook, whether it's Tara and Cochran or Tara Biz. Okay. So you can find me there. 
Okay, Karen, as always, thank you so much. Very straightforward, informative and really important. And we're coming to the end of the programme. Big shout out to the Erasmus students who are staying in with El Galeon students and in Los Olivos School as well. Thank you to Gonzalo Lopez in the control room, to my guests Karen and Matthew. Until next week, my name is Cleo Flynn. Have a very good afternoon.